Welcome to the Mindful Dietitian podcast. I'm Fiona Sutherland, body inclusive non diet dietitian and yoga teacher from Melbourne, Australia, and director of the Mindful Dietitian. Please join me as I have important conversations with dietitians and health professionals from all over the world about getting brave and leaning into tough conversations as we cultivate a strong community of practitioners committed to body inclusive practice. We'll talk about mindfulness, we'll dig into diet culture, and we'll explore ways of bringing courageous and important topics into our professional spaces so we can more deeply understand our own experience and make our work more meaningful. Thank you for joining me. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this next episode of the Mindful Dietitian podcast. I hope you've got a suitable pair of pants on, that you're minimally dressed, and that you have a drink of choice in hand. As usual, I always say, say tea and coffee, etc., etc., is well accepted. However, you might need something a little stronger for this one because Victoria Wellsby, otherwise known as the Fierce Fatty, really brings it. I adore Victoria in so many wonderful ways, in every way possible, because there's no other way to describe Victoria apart from fiercely fabulous and somebody who you definitely want as either your neighbor or preferably maybe your housemate, because she's the person who will keep you in check, keep you laughing and keep it real. She is one of the most fabulous humans I have ever, ever had the chance of meeting. And I have never met Victoria in person. And I am left just with this wonderful desire just to fly halfway across the world to uh, Vancouver uh, in Canada where, where Victoria actually lives. And it wasn't until after we finished the podcast recording that I discovered that Victoria actually lives in Canada and not in the UK, as I had assumed. I don't know why I had assumed it. because, Well, she's British, as you can hear in, in the podcast. But, um, but living in Canada is something that I did not know about Victoria until we finished recording. So as I said, dressed and drink in hand, minimally dressed, that is, just a pair of pants will, will do for this one. As Victoria and I share why the word fat has been reclaimed in the body positive and fat positive communities, who gets to use the word fat and, and in what kind of context, um, when it might be used and its impact, and, and just generally how we can be better humans. This is something that Victoria and I share well in common, is just a, a passion for for cultivating environments where we can all be better humans and notably health professionals when when humans and fat humans come to see us for our for our help. Uh, so uh, Victoria and I also talk about the ways we can call in other health professionals and, and in ways of interrogating our own biases and avoiding the shame spiral, how we can seek support as professionals and activists in the non-diet, uh, fat positive and body positive spaces. I really encourage you to actively seek out Victoria's book, Fierce Fatty, and her other must read books for 2020 and so much more. So as I said, this was... Oh my gosh, so, so, so much fun to record and I, I can't wait for you to, to hear more here. So a bit more about Victoria. So Victoria Wellsby is a world-leading expert on body image and confidence. She is a TEDx speaker, which I thoroughly encourage you to check out, and she's a best-selling author, her book, Fierce Fatty. She went from being um, homeless and abused with self-esteem that was achingly low into the courageous fat activist and change maker she is today. Victoria helps people fall in love with themselves and is dedicating to shifting the way society views fat bodies. I hope you fall in love with Victoria as much as I have and that you really enjoy this quite unique episode of The Mindful Dietitian. So as I said, pants on or pants off, whichever you prefer, drink in hand, not drink in hand, whichever you prefer and let's dive in. Well, good morning, good evening, and welcome to the Mindful Dietitian podcast, Victoria. It is so sensational to be speaking with you. Same. I'm so excited to be here, and we are going to have such a good conversation. 
We sure are. You know, we've already had um, a mini chat now and um, I just can't wait to launch into some of the Fierce Fatty content. You right. have launched onto the scene in a big way, so to speak. And um, I just adore all your content, particularly all your videos and Instagram. And I have become a, a, a firm and fast fan of yours. So um, I wanted to point people back to an amazing episode of Food Psych, um, which was only, I think it was only published a few months ago. Is that correct? It was actually, I think it was a year ago. Was it? Yeah, it must have been a year ago. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. It was almost like 2019 didn't happen. Uh, do you know what? I keep thinking 2016 was, was two years ago and it <laughs> fucks my brain that it's not. And I'm like, what? I didn't, what? <laughs> so yeah, so, time is weird. Absolutely. So I wanted to, I uh, wanted to point people back to that because it gives you, it gives us all a, a really incredible insight into, um, into your life. And some of that I would really like to loop back and ask you a little bit more about because unfortunately food psych is about an hour, not three, but um, you know, cause I could have listened to you and Christy go on, on for hours, but it's so wonderful that you can be here and, and to help us out, um, you know, hopefully with some ways of, of navigating the fat experience, particularly in healthcare and how dietitians can be better humans. Yes. I, yeah, I, I literally am so excited to share this information and because the work that, that you all do is so important and the idea that you can impact a fatty's life for the positive is just magical. Yeah. And, and we really appreciate um, people with lived experience um, being able to support uh, those of us with especially those of us with greater body privilege, as well as, you know, let, let's be clear that, you know, in the healthcare systems, there are hierarchies of power that, um, that are enacted, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and I know that for many of my colleagues and I, we're really trying to work to dismantle those systems so that people um, in all bodies can access healthcare in a timely, in a timely, respectful way that really honors people's experiences and actually gives them the fucking care that they need rather than the care mm. that we think people should be getting uh, or, yeah. or, or you know what they should be doing yeah yeah so important so important mm. so um my first question if it feels okay is to talk a little bit about um, the reclamation of the word fat and um, I'm so curious to hear from you as somebody who is you know a, would you call yourself a fat activist is that how you position yourself yep yep I'd say that I'm a fat activist yeah for sure Yep, great. Um, so can you talk us through a little bit about um, you know the, the reclamation of the word fat um, who kind of gets to use that word and how can those of us who don't self-identify as fat or who are, you know, walking around the world um, in not fat bodies, how can we be really thoughtful about how, when, and the intention and why we might use that word? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Really great question. Um, so most of my life, the word fat was the, the word that was, uh, incredibly powerfully painful for me um i would rather be called anything but fat even though i was fat and the reason why uh now um fat activists and the uh the body positive community the fat positive community have rec reclaimed that is because um with the reclamation of the word we're saying it doesn't have that power you can't use it over me anymore i'm taking it for me and i'm going to use it in the way that it has always been intended as a neutral descriptor and it's us as a society that said that being fat is bad, but uh, we're saying now, actually, it's all right to be fat and it's all right to be fat or thin or tall or short or whatever. Um, and so a lot of people aren't okay with the word fat, a lot of people, and a lot of fat people aren't okay with the word fat. Um, when I talk to people who um, are not, not familiar with my work and I say, I help fat people love their body, they're like, <gasps> <laughs> don't say fat and I'm always like why what's wrong with being fat and fat is actually um 
a neutral descriptor. Um, and it just tells me about their own biases that they have towards fat people. Um, and so if you are living in a bigger body, use the word fat or bigger bodied or whatever, that's all good. Now, if you are living in a smaller body, you're not a fat person, it can be sometimes difficult to know if you should use that word, especially with clients who might not be fat positive. Um, and so what I suggest around using that word is to be upfront about it and say, uh, by the way, I am a fat positive dietitian and I use the word fat because it's important to destigmatize the word. There's nothing wrong with being fat and I use it as a neutral descriptor. Um, not necessarily calling your patient or your, your, your client fat, um, but just using the word fat in general, you know, fat people, this or whatever. Um, but if you want to refer to your patient's body, oh, your, your client's body, um, I don't know why you would, but <laughs> if you wanted to, sure. yeah. um, you, you could say someone living in a bigger body or, or a higher weight individual. Um, and so that's a, a kind of a gentler way to put it. But if you really want to do good in the world, using that word, especially if you are um, a straight-sized individual in a, um, in a non-stigmatizing way, is literally life-changing. Just using the word without saying fat is bad is just, it could, it literally could change someone's life. So yeah. yes, that's my views on the word fat. No, I really, really appreciate um, you stepping us through each of those and offering a kind of a, a, a gentler version and then offering, you know, just the, the straight up, this is how I position myself and the, the, and the destigmatizing and de, and de shaming words and language is really key for people to start to become a little bit more familiar with um with how to how to um how to be with their bodies mm -hmm. yeah and another thing um to tack on to that that just came up into my brain is to um not use the o words in your vocabulary and for those who are not familiar with what i mean when i say the o words the o words are the words overweight and obese um, now in the fat positive community, those words are seen as so offensive that they're literally called the O words. And when they're written out, they're written with an asterisk for the E. And so they're not written out because it's a slur. Um, but a lot of people use those words because they, um, uh, they're like, oh, well, they're the correct words to use. Um, but as we know, and I, I presume, you know, a lot of people know that the, those words are based on the BMI scale, which is, not helpful which is based in a lot of stigma and hurts people and as well the words overweight over what weight like humans come in lots of different body sizes and the word obese is um the word obese literally means to have eaten until they got fat that's what the word means and so it's presuming that, that you're some greedy bastard who's just eaten all the food and mm. so removing those words too from your vocabulary um is incredible um, as a fat activist if i hear someone use those words um, a healthcare provider immediately i know exactly what they think about my body mm. but it's not okay mm. so um those words if you if you can scrap them from your brain amazing i'll love you forever <laughs> yeah and the interesting thing is for for dietitians and health professionals that we are literally swimming in that swamp where um you know there are there is so there's so much stigmatizing and pathologizing language all around us and it's actually embedded in our training as well so i'm wondering if you had any any tips for dietitians who are like, I am highly committed to not using those words on my website, coming out my mouth, written in a blog, you know, written or spoken in any way, shape or form. And I have colleagues that are still using it. I have, you know, um, other people in my life that are still using it. Um, do you have any uh, ideas for people who are like, and I want to start calling people in? I really mm -hmm. want to start having those conversations because one thing um, that I'm really big on is that doing the personal work is really important. And if we if we find ourselves um, in situations where we can speak up, where it feels safe to speak up, then we should be doing so. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I call people in and out a lot of the times around these words. And um, the reaction you get may differ from whoever you're talking to. Hopefully, um, people are open to learning new things. But what I, what I suggest saying is um, saying, hey, I, I was listening to this episode the other day, or I was talking to this fat activist the other day, and I learned that um, the words that we use to describe um, people's bodies that come from the BMI scale, normal weight, um, overweight, obese, um, they're just not PC anymore. And the PC words that we use could be fat or bigger body or higher weight um, and if you think about it normal weight what does that mean you know, like who is a normal weight what is what does that mean and um, you know explaining about why the BMI is bullshit um, there is there's loads of literature you can find out about why the BMI is not helpful and how it's it's <laughs> I just just roll my eyes yes. it's just it's just really 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 flawed bad science over 200 years old um you uh, white European men is what it was based on and anyway um so just saying oh hey this is really a cool new thing that I learned that we just don't use those words anymore and actually those words are very hurtful um, a lot of people get really pissed off when you say, hey, by the way, this is the new PC way to say something. And people are like, oh, PC police, oh my God. Um, and a lot of people will say, well, my friend, she calls herself overweight and she calls herself obese. It's, I always say to people, do you want to be looking back on yourself in 10, 20 years time because in 10, 20 years time, we're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe we used to use those words. They are, they're violent against fat people. Um, do you want to be on the right side of history? Mm. Or do you want to hold on to something which hurts others? Mm. And it might not hurt every single fat person, but it's just not the forward thinking way to go about it. Mm. And nobody, nobody likes to think of themselves as living back in the 60s, right? right right and like i mean we all not back in the 60s all, but you know yeah <laughs> and we all fuck up right there's times yeah. i've looked back on my facebook timeline and i'm like oh my god that was only six years ago and i was right. such a knob but you know if we can have someone say hey by the way this is not so cool anymore and we can be a, a ahead of the curve how cool would that be um so we don't look back on our facebook timeline from you know five years in the future and be like oh god i was saying the o words everywhere yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I think it's a, I think it's a, a combination of being willing to mess it up and, and really dealing with the discomfort of that. Not like, Ooh, you know, how do I, how do I not be uncomfortable anymore by, you know, doubling down on my own fat phobia, but mm -hmm. how do I really address the discomfort that's coming up in a way that seeks to help people mm -hmm. and not yeah, get, yeah. not let myself off the hook. Yeah. And it's hard, right? It's hard to be, to be told that you're doing something which might hurt people because we want to be good people. Right. And so you, it's, I think it's a natural reaction to be like, well, it's right. I'm right. But you know, sometimes mm. we're not right. That's it. I mean, I think you've hit on something really important there and that is, you know, core to the human experience is, is wanting to be a good person. And so when somebody brings something to our attention that might put a question mark over the idea that are we, am I actually a good person? I think our tendency is to do one of a number of things. Um, one was one that you really illustrated and people get pissed, right? Or, or kind of that classic defense reaction. Um, the, the second reaction I noticed quite a bit in, in my colleagues and in other healthcare providers is the shame spiral reaction. And that is the, Oh my God, I'm such a bad person. I'm so awful. I've hurt so many people, you know, and, and, and although a touch of that, for us probably is not a disaster it's when we start going down the spiral and we get almost um we get caught in that it's like you know uh, being able to come to face to face with our humanity and face to face with the fact that you know a lot of dietitians and health professionals they've they've actually been able to done the, do the training they have done because of the gift of great amount of privilege so 
you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if somebody is offering you the gift of learning and if that learning does not come wrapped up in a glittery box with a beautiful bow on it, but instead kind of comes in a bit of a pile of shit on an old picnic plate, really, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks for dredging this up. That's awesome. Like that's not all, not usually going to be the response. So I think what, what you and I are kind of talking about is don't expect for somebody to say, Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm going to take the next week off work and go on a retreat and, and really address my internalized (laughs) fat phobia and my weight bias. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Totally. And, um, the thing is, like, I like to, to uh, when I do learn new things, I like to make it about um, I've learned something new, not like you should stop being a dick. It's more like <laughs> I used to be a dick and this is what I've learned. And it's so cool to learn that thing versus stop being a dick. And, and as well, the idea is we are all, we all have bigoted thoughts. Like we're, we're, I'm fat phobic. I, even though I am a fat activist, I still have fat phobic beliefs that I haven't yet discovered. And, you know, whenever a fat phobic belief comes up, I'm like, Oh my God, where the hell did that come from? And I'm a fat activist. And so, um, don't feel surprised or guilty or feel ashamed that you might have been hurting people because we all hurt people all the time. The only thing that you can do is um, be like, oh, okay, cool. I learned that new thing and I'm just going to change and, you know, just try to hurt people less today with my existence. Um, And it doesn't make you a good or bad person, right? Because human beings, it's not black and white. We're all good and we're all bad as well at the same time. Absolutely. There's all, all different parts of us that are all kind of competing for attention, just purely for our survival and safety at the end of the day. Yeah, right. So yeah. don't sweat it. Just just don't sweat it. It's all right. <laughs> don't sweat it, but don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sweat it, but don't be a dick. God, why are you reading my life? God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that for your podcast quote, just by the way, P.S. Yeah. <laughs> don't sweat it, but just don't be a dick. Please. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though right like you know just yeah. at least try not to hurt people too much and also don't spend your time like going down the shame spiral <laughs> yeah 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 and the way that I see it is you know if you're not on the internet telling fat people that they should die then you're already doing pretty well you know so you know if you're doing that little bit extra of actually caring about fat people's feelings and giving them, you know, the best um, care that you can, then you're like in the top one percentile. Really, you're in the top one percentile. Do you know what? Something Mm. just really landed there for me. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Like there are Mm. so many dicks in the world that making the effort to be able to interrogate our own biases and our own our own phobias of lots of different descriptions, not just about, um, not just fat phobia, but then, you know, transphobia and homophobia and, you know, all the different ways these biases show up for us is um, being willing to do that is it's sometimes I feel like it's a bit of a low bar, but actually what you've illustrated there is actually trying really matters. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hmm. as a fat person, the amount of fat positive people that I've encountered in the fat positive world is I can't even think of one like I've I have never met a fat positive doctor or uh, any type of fat positive healthcare provider Um, I have never really met any fat positive person just out in the wild and you know I've been alive for decades so Mm. you know if I came across a person that was like hey it's cool to be fat then I would literally be like fall over and be like who are you where did you come from you weirdo I love you let's have sex and you know all that stuff so yeah it's just it's unusual and it's amazing Mm, yeah so we we want to really be trying to to create an environment which which welcomes people in all bodies and and notably people in the largest of bodies as well because it's um you know fatness comes in all different uh, styles of fat right yeah, 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 absolutely. And because it's, it's, it's a lot easier to look at someone like me who is a small, medium fat person and be like, oh, well, she's, she's 
she can be healthy and she's all right. I can accept her. But then if you're looking at someone who is a super fat person or an infinity fat person, these are fat names on the fat scale um, that fat people like to use. Um, those people ex experience something totally different from what I do. And their experiences are going to be even more um, hurtful and violent and um, life-threatening their experiences and this shame and stigma and so affirming those people is is just so important and incredible yes mm -hmm. yes absolutely and yeah. and dietitians are going to come across people who who, who may or may not describe themselves as, for example, InfiniFat, but are going to come across people right up the, you know, the fattest end of the spectrum. And the most likely, um, heartbreakingly, the most likely forum that they might find themselves in is maybe in surgical kind of um, environments. And I wonder if, you know, we might just... Uh, just just really kind of do a, a nod of kindness to that people are doing what they can in a world that is so fucking fucked in so many ways towards mm. the, the fattest of people mm -hmm. and that people wanting, for example, to engage in surgical services is the, the idea, okay, I just want to step back just a tiny bit because health at every size dietitians and health professionals are often um, very criticised for being anti-surgery. And one thing that I just want to overt here is we're not so much anti-surgery, although it is very violent and really I just can't even, I just can't even. Um, and at the same time, people's desires to escape what they believe will be the way out of stigmatizing hell is really understandable. So the work that we really are doing is to be supporting a world in which people know in their hearts that they have choice, that it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, have this potentially life threatening surgery or, or lit, or, or, or live in this world of, of fat hatred. So mm. I guess it, I just wanted to give a nod to that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so, it's so hard. I know that I know a lot of fat activists are like, uh, you've had surgery, then get out of here. Like, you can't be in the community anymore or anything like that. But I don't think like that. Like, I am, I am anti-surgery because it is barbaric. It um, it's again, it's going to be something we look back in, in 10, 20 years and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you used to chop off healthy organs of mm. fat people to try and make them less fat. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily make them healthy. No, um, not necessarily. You know, and not even make, make them smaller. Um, and um, so it, it, the amount of um, uh, pain that, that a fat person is feeling in that moment when they decide that surgery is the best option can sometimes be uh, blinding to the person where right. um, nothing's going to stop them. Yes. And um, hearing someone say, well, Hey, like what's your goals are your goals to be, you know, healthy or more mobile or happy or, you know, what, what are your goals? And by the way, you can also do that by, trying xyz right and um but that's the bits that's missing yeah and and it's kind of like uh you know X, xyz without losing weight yeah just the idea of that is radical and most likely they've not been told that it is possible to be mm -hmm. healthy or be more mobile or have any type of outcome while also being fat or very very fat correct and just saying hey by the way it, it is possible um, could change someone's life. Absolutely. Could save someone's mm. life. Yeah. 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 And the, like the, the, Oh God, this, the, that study that came out um, maybe about six months ago about the, the suicide rates of people oh, post-surgery oh. and it's through the roof. Like mm -hmm. we're killing fat people to try and make them fit. Like literally we want you to disappear so bad. You were, you, you could very likely die in surgery or die afterwards mm -hmm. and you'll still be fat, you know? Mm. so it sucks makes me angry oh it makes 
yes, it makes us very, very ragey. It's it's almost like the um, the the thin, thin at any cost, thin at any cost type of um, yes. mentality. Yeah, yeah, and women are told get thin, thin until you disappear. We do not want to see you on the planet, basically. Mm, no. <laughs> yes, ain't that the truth? Rooted in patriarchy. Yep, yep. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. I need to I need to get out my t shirt again, I think. Oh, do you have a fuck the patriarchy t shirt? Of course I do. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I mean seriously. <laughs> so actually, do you know one thing I, I wanted to ask you, um, with that in mind, is that it is not unusual, and I'm sure you've probably got, um, you know, friends and um, people, people in the fat activist community who would, who, who might relate to this, is that, uh, you know, a lot of, for example, fat activists would, would, um, might want to seek the support of a dietitian for lots of different reasons, not to anything to do with their weight, but for lots of different reasons, just say they're diagnosed with, I don't know, celiac disease or, you know, something that requires some support, some dietary support. Mm -hmm. um, or I meet a lot of people who are super highly educated and um, are really fierce feminists, you know, um, or people who, um, um, or people who are medical professionals themselves, dietitians themselves, doctors, you know, and, um, what I notice is that there's a huge layer of kind of additional shame associated with, and I'm still struggling with this. I'm a feminist and I'm struggling with this. I'm a, a doctor and I'm struggling with this. I'm a fat activist and I'm really, really out and active in the fat actors community and I'm still struggling with this. So I'm super keen to hear your thoughts on that because I can't help but think that people don't then, they feel like they can't kind of seek some support around something that is so human. Mm, yeah so so what you're saying is that they feel shame that they need help with food for whatever reason and it's not dieting yeah either either food that doesn't yeah doesn't have necessarily anything to do with the dieting or that there's there's a lot there's still quite a bit of internalized fat phobia there to unpack and yet they're like full-on in the feminist or just say the queer queer feminist organizations and they're like fuck this stuff is my bread and butter i should have this stuff licked mm. and yet i still um am I'm scared of gaining weight, for example, through eating disorder recovery, or I, or I still want to lose weight, even though yeah. I'm a, I self-identify and I'm really out in the, in the queer feminist community. Some of these people, you know, like they, their pain, they struggle in silence, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they shouldn't because uh, it sounds like they're all human beings. They all have like a brain and they own a body. Correct. And that means that they have thoughts. That means that they live in a fat phobic, sexist, racist society. Um, that means that they are always going to be influenced by different messages. And so it is impossible to arrive at this place where you're like, oh, I'm no longer fat phobic. I've arrived and I'm <laughs> amazing and nothing is ever going to change because then you wouldn't be a human being. Like it, it's, I hate this word, but it's a journey and it's a journey that never ends. Like I mentioned before, I still have fat phobic thoughts. Now my fat phobic thoughts might be, maybe come up once a year, but um, they're still there because of the millions and millions of messages that I get just by being a human being to say that it's not okay to be fat. Now I spend uh, so much effort to counteract those messages, but they still get in just by watching, what's that, 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 that new show on Netflix, uh, Love is Blind. So mm -hmm. binge watch Love is Blind. And it's a show where um, you're meant to fall into, in love with someone um, uh, without seeing them. And of course, all of the people are stereotypically attractive. And just by viewing a show for seven episodes or whatever it is with people who are in thin bodies fucks with my brain. Mm -hmm. And so I need to counteract that. And so if someone's feeling shame, no, why? Mm -hmm. You're a human. No one is, is, no one's, there's no destination to get to where you're never going to have problematic thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, where you are not going to think, oh, maybe I'll just try one more diet or right. think, oh, I, but maybe I should be a little bit thinner. It's, 
it's just something that you're always going to have to deal with. And sometimes it's going to be less. And sometimes things will happen in your life that is going to be more. And a big trigger is when someone gets a diagnosis and they maybe they need to come and talk to a dietitian. And if they have a diagnosis, um, then that could be where they're at a low point where they're doubting their fat positive journey. And thinking, oh, maybe it's maybe it's because I'm fat, and that's why I now have um, to deal with this new thing, and doubt it for that moment. So, nah, shame, you don't belong here. Go away, shame. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it you know, a hundred percent, you know, gets in the way of our us just being able to take care of ourselves with just whatever happens. As, a, as our bodies change over time or as our experiences change over time, as we, I guess, uncover new layers of ourselves and discover that, in fact, we are human, as you say. Yeah, yeah. And I see this all the time when, when people's bodies change and people are like, oh, what? My body changed. It's like, well, you are a human being. Right. And uh, they get uh, something changes um they maybe they have type 2 diabetes and it really sends them um through a loop and uh that is the time if you are um if someone is your client that you can really positively impact their world and say hey this is not your fault and hey you shouldn't be ashamed about this because mm -hmm. it stops people um seeking treatment that they they might need yeah, absolutely. And I know that uh, a lot of, um, you know, fat people who, uh, dietitians who um, identify as fat positive um, or as a queer positive, trans positive, um, that what we're aiming to do is to signal safety for people um, so that, you know, the, so the moment somebody would look at your website, the moment somebody makes a phone call, they step into a waiting room, that there's, there's a lot of signals there of, of safety. Um, and that's something that I try to speak to a lot of other health professionals about, like, seriously, drive into your car park with fresh eyes get out of your car with fresh eyes, take a walk, you know, just see about, you know, accessibility. What are people noticing? What, you know, if somebody is coming along and they might be anxious about coming to see a dietitian, which would be totally unsurprising given our reputation as uh, lettuce prescribers, <laughs> you know, celery, celery slingers, celery slingers. I love it. Tomato <laughs> mashers. Oh my God. No, did you know the funny thing is, is that if you look up dietitian, if you just Google image dietitian or something, mm. we are inevitably, um, you know, white, cis, het, you know, women, um, blonde, usually, uh, thin, in a lab coat. What the fuck? Like, we don't <laughs> do lab coaty stuff. Holding an apple on an upturned palm. <laughs> or, alternatively, <laughs> and this is my favourite, laughing into salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it to the salad one. That was <laughs> such a great time without salad. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Come at me, salad. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, I mean, you know, I digress, but, uh, you know, for those of us um, salad laughers, you know, I, I, think we, I think we forget that people come along and, and I, you know, even, even, um, you know, even, or especially people who are of the, uh, of the quote unquote, I should know better brigade, you know, mm. um, that, that we want to really signal a lot of safety there. Mm. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And even having just like on your Instagram profile, like non-diet dietitian is, is, is radical or fat positive dietitian. You know, it, it would just make people know that you're not going to be like, oh, my God, you're so fat. Have you tried losing weight? You know, so as, as soon as I see that, I'm just like, this person is safe. Yeah, I know that. they're not going to be like, you're a fat mess. Which yes. I am, but that's all that, you know, that's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear. I mean, we're all messes. You just happen to be a fat mess, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of it. I'm going to get a t-shirt saying fat mess. I love that. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say fat positive mess. How's that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. We'll, love it. And we'll just do one of those, the, the, the booby bumps. Woo. Oh, like oh, oh yeah, like a chest bump with tits. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I never heard that. There we go. Yeah, tit tit bump. Tit bump. bump. That's right. Yeah, it's awesome. Go. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. 
so okay so just wanted to loop back just one step and that is that you know a lot of a lot of um, non-diet dietitians would uh, relate to not necessarily being like the uh, the celery prescribers, nor mm. might they relate to being fat positive. They they might be like, I'm not too sure what that means for me. I'm not too sure whether I would identify as that. I, you know, maybe that's my next point of learning. And there are a lot of kind of people in the middle that are like. <clears throat> I'm a, I'm a nice person. I want to do good in the world. I don't want to harm my clients. I've done some training. I'm doing some learning. I'm in supervision, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, and, and this is, I find I'm so interested in your thoughts as to, you know, for these kind of people in the middle that definitely don't want to do harm um, and not too sure of what the work looks like to kind of unpack some of our weight bias. Do you mind kind of speaking to that? Like, what are the actual, like, what are we looking out for in terms of our own weight bias? Like, what are we, like, thoughts or feelings or actions or, like, what specifically are we looking out for that signals to us that needs some work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, so the first thing that came up when you were talking is, uh, why would you not want to um, say that you are fat positive? Like, mm -hmm. what's what's going on with that? It's like saying I'm anti-racist. Like, why would you not want to say you're anti-racist? And the reason why someone might not want to say they're anti-racist is that they are racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> they might have some racist beliefs, right, but they're right, not right, right. they're not hardcore racist. They're kind of somewhere where it's like, eh, we don't really like immigrants and blah, 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 something like that. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, not comparing fat phobia to racism, I am, but it, they're two separate things. Sure. Um, and so what is going on? Like, what's your hesitation that you don't want to say that you're fat positive? Are you worried that other people are going to be like, oh my God, you're encouraging the obesity mm -hmm. epidemic? Or mm -hmm. do you believe that actually it is bad to be fat? Do you mm -hmm. believe that fat people are inherently unhealthy um what do you think of when you think of fat people do you think of you know just awesome rad fatties and different types of fatties and um or are you do you think like ooh, like do you think of the fat people that you see in the media and the way that the fat people are portrayed in the media or are like disgusting headless fatties mm. eating loads of fries and you know being sad and never getting a day and you know what is it that you think of when you think of fat people um and all of those biases that you have are beautiful because it gives you the clue on what you need to work on and so if you're like I can't really get behind the idea that you can be fat and healthy. Um, I can't, you know, I can't get behind the idea that um, they wouldn't just have a better life if they were just a little bit smaller or whatever it is that you're thinking it perfect. Hold on to that and then do some research and look into like, if you haven't read, you know, the Bible, which is um, health at every size, that's uh, by Lindo Bacon. Um, oh my God. I literally thought you meant the Bible. And I was like, Oh God, what's she going to say next? In New Testament. Um, in Corinthians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. Uh, Where's oh, this God, going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> The Bible, which is health at every size. Yeah, it's Lindo the, Bacon. Uh, the, yeah, yeah Lindo <laughs> Bacon. Um, and that's an amazing place to start because um, the sad thing about it is it's a lot easier to learn from people who are straight sized saying, hey, don't be mean to fatties. And so Lindo is a straight sized uh, person. And so um, that could be a good place for you to start mm. and lean into those biases you have and just explore them you know like um and they will always come up and just be like oh thanks 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 brain for telling me how i'm still biased i'm gonna look into that and um and don't judge yourself necessarily like you're a bad person for thinking of the things that you do know that you have been exposed to mm. so much fat phobia so much in your training just as your life as a human um that it is it would be remarkable if you were not biased. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And then just put that, just claim the title, fat positive, anti-diet dietitian, like, oh my God, 
change the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I do you know what I really love is that you were is there you offered just just one kind of key question it's like well why wouldn't you identify as fat positive and I just love that and then all of the kind of trickle down effects from there and all the questions um, that we can um, ask ourselves to kind of interrogate that and um, I also want to point people to some beautiful fat authors too so Virgie Tovar um, I'm just going to turn around for a second and look at my bookshelf hold on a minute yeah yeah um uh, what else is there? There is, you have the right to remain fat. Yes, that's Virgie Tovar. And then there is, the, the Body is Not an Apology by uh, Sonia Renee Taylor, who is absolutely incredible. Um, oh, I have two copies of You Have the Right to Remain Fat. That's how much I love Virgie. <laughs> <laughs> no, she accidentally sent me two. Um, there are, yeah, there are tons of uh, fat positive. Sophie Hagen's book I absolutely love as well. Um, are there Just any kind it. of... Uh, yes, she's just spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I have a question. Do you have any other kind of fat authors, uh, fat positive authors that you would recommend? And yeah. and then I have a second question for you on that. Uh, I would recommend this fat positive author, uh, Victoria Wellsby. Oh, I was going to ask you. That was my second question. This fatty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, there's, there's so, there's so many, um, like the ones that you just read off, I literally have just read those books, uh, and my mind is blanking. Uh, the only book you need to read is mine. That's not true. Um, yeah, no, my mind is blanking. There is like literally so many. There are, there are, I mean, there are lots on, for example, um, the intersection of, um, for example, the, the fat experience and the queer experience or the fat experience and the disabled experience. So there are, there are quite a number that really attempt to draw together um, a number of different marginalised identities or a number yeah, of different stigmatised yeah. identities, which I think is so beautiful because for a lot of people, it's not just a single um, stigmatised experience. There are multiple intersecting marginalised experiences. Yeah. And one book that I've got on my um, need to read list is Fearing the Fat Body. body. Mm. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, but straight size author. So, yeah, Sabrina Sabrina Strings. Um, But, you know, I'll be honest, I've only got about a third of that of the way through that book. And then I I think that was when I got um, Christy Harrison's anti diet in the um, in the in the mail. So I was like, yeah. Sorry, Sabrina. Uh, You're yeah. making side lights <laughs> yeah, just for yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I, what I'll do is I want to, um, I'll put a, a listing of your book and where people can find it in the notes because I would really point people towards fat, fat, fierce fatty, um, which is like the. When did you change? When did you change to kind of center a lot of your business on on the name fierce fatty? Was it that was only a, a couple of years ago? Was it? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, maybe 18 months ago. Okay. Um, yeah, because my name before was, was Bam Pow Life. Uh, That's right, yes. And do you know what, what it was, was I always before was like, I want to help everyone. And everyone can benefit from this work. But I realized that uh, by saying it's for everyone, I was excluding um, fat people or, you know, mm-hmm. because... Um, I wasn't explicitly saying it's for fat people and yes. how many things are made for by a fat person for fat, for people. fat people. And so right. um, even though still straight size people come to me mm-hmm. um, and I think, I, I know I, I feel safe for them, uh, me, uh, but yeah, yeah, probably 18 months ago. And I'm like, this is so my name. This is such the right name for my business. Like, hello, why wasn't I fierce fatty forever? I know. You know, yeah. I know. I noticed when you changed, and I was like, "Yes, Victoria, yes, that is <laughs> that is you." So, yeah. if anybody doesn't follow Victoria, um, the, well, I follow you uh, mostly on Instagram, and and more lately, I've been like trawling through your website, which is just so magnificent. You're such a creep. <laughs> I'm a you. big massive creeper. I really am. <laughs> I love it. I love the creepy ones. I know the creepy ones are always best, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so apart from Instagram where you are, because you, because, because um, I am such a creeper, most of your posts just get like right at the top of my feed, which means that are you fierce fatty all one word or is it fierce dot fatty? 
it's fierce.fatty. The person who had fierce fatty never responded to my messages saying, can I have your name? So uh, very rude. So I have to be fierce.fatty okay. on Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Because I was going to say it was one word and then, I, and then something in my brain clicked and I thought, no, I think there's a dot in there as well. So yeah, yeah. Perfect. So. And then where else can people find you? You can come to my website, which is Fierce Fatty. Um, you can, I just started a new um, Instagram account, which is called Fat Positive Memes. Oh my God, it's amazing. Because I was like searching the, the internet. I was searching Instagram for Fat Positive Memes. And I was like, where's the Fat Positive Memes account? Mm -hmm. Didn't exist. So I created it. Um, you can listen to me on my podcast. And so it's a new podcast. It's a few months old. I'm up to 20 episodes now and episode comes out every week. I love it. There's lots of um, swearing and just amazing information. Um, but yeah, you can watch my TEDx talk. You can see me on, uh, if you live in the UK, you can stream and watch the BBC show that I was on recently called Who Are You Calling Fat? Um, come around my house, just peek through my windows, do whatever you want, come, <laughs> come follow me. I love it. Yeah, so you, you're um, doing open invitation to creepiness, basically. Yeah, yeah, just be a creep. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be uh, peering in through your windows and having a cup of tea with you next time I'm in the UK. That is for I sure top of my list. expect nothing less. If you don't, I'm going to be very cross. Yes. Well, we can't have a cross fierce fatty now, can we? No, 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 that's no, not no, good. no, 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 come and speak with me today. Listen, I'm going to have to come on your podcast every single day if that's how you're going to talk to me because uh, <laughs> thank you very much. That makes me feel amazing. And thank you for letting me uh, come on the show and, you know, doing the work you're doing because you were literally changing lives by um, talking about this stuff and giving fat people a positive experience. So thank you. Okay, you are more than welcome. So I'll take that as a as a as a sign to keep doing this work and calling people out, calling people in, and doing all that stuff that kind of brands me as slightly edgy. So I'm just going to keep doing yes. it then. Fuck it. Be the edgy, <laughs> edgy, fat, fat, positive person. Do it. Do exactly. It. Exactly. Thank you so much, Victoria, and um, I hope you have an excellent, excellent, fierce, fatty day. I will. You too. Thank you so much. Well, that's our episode of the Mindful Dietitian interview series for today. Thank you so much to our wonderful guest and to you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. Just a reminder that you can find me over on the website, www.themindfuldietitian.com.au and please join actually quite a large group of wonderful and enthusiastic dietitians on the closed Facebook group, The Mindful Dietitian. The music you hear is called Happiness from Ben Sound, used under the Creative Commons license. Have a great day, everyone.